welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. podcast turn the page and um i am here with the author ashley elston about uh the book the first lie wins um just a little bit of background um i called it the last lie like when i first started recording so if i'm laughing it's because i'm laughing at myself uh because for some reason i just completely messed up the intro originally i apologize ashley uh this book was this book was really really good though i will say um it had a lot of twists and turns. I could not put it down. I really, really enjoyed uh, the characters. And it's just, I think it's absolutely the type of book that people are going to just devour. So why don't you tell us um, about The First Lie Wins and also just about yourself and your journey as an author? Yes. No, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm Ashley. Um, on honestly I think last law wins that's kind of got a cool like that where could we go with that idea like I mean there's a lot of lies in this (laughs) (laughs) I mean the first one the last one they're all good you know the middle Um, one is fine too the middle one is fine too so yeah so Ashley Elston the author of first law wins and first law wins is my first adult um I guess my debut adult thriller I have six YA books you know previously published but this is my first foray into adult. Um, so First Law Wins follows a woman who has worked for her mysterious boss for the last 10 years under various aliases. Uh, but, you know, a past mistake begins to catch up with her and she realizes that she may be in a little bit more trouble than she thought. So she's a con artist and uh, having to decide if she's, you know, on the job or if there's a job being pulled on her. I love books about con artists. Um, I think that there is a lot of fun ground with them. Um, And I really liked Evie as a main character. Evie Evelyn uh, Porter is the name that she's using uh, when we first meet her in the con that she is first um, pulling off when we meet her, but actually is not the first con she's ever pulled, which is becoming the theme of this podcast. Um, but she's a really interesting character. She's very resourceful. And she is set up with this Mark Ryan Sumner, who um, he's wealthy. He has a tight-knit group of friends who would probably kill for him. And uh, she needs to infiltrate his life in a way that we will eventually understand why. Um, and she's doing it, as uh, you mentioned, um, she had a previous con that maybe did not go the way that she nor her boss were hoping it would go so in a way she's set up with this challenge but the question is also has she been set up to fail um and then something happens that I don't want to say because it was a big twist and I really liked it and you know I thought I knew the direction the book was going in and then when this other thing happened I realized I just, I didn't. And that's <laughs> what made me so happy about it. Because when you read a lot of thrillers, sometimes you are, um, you're, I, I like to say like you're hiding behind the corners and you're, you know, you're, you're pretty sure you know what's coming. And 
when it doesn't, it just makes it all that much better. So you, so you're a writer of YA books. Um, what made you feel that this was the time to take a leap into adult? And um, where did Evie come from? Yeah, so I, you know, I was not a conscious decision to move to adult. I had my six YAs, four of them are mystery thrillers, two are rom coms. Um, the rom coms kind of came out of left field. I had an idea for one and I I just started writing it, even though I thought, well, this is really sort of outside of, you know, what I typically do or what my readers may be looking for. So then when I had this this idea, first law wins, it wasn't the first time I had sort of strayed from what I had done. And so I kind of took it the same way I took the rom-com idea. And I was like, well, don't typically write adult characters, but this feels good. It feels special. Like, uh, you know, this is what I want to write and let's just see what happens. And, and I kind of gave myself that freedom to um, try something new. Yeah, it was really, really good. And, uh, you know, when you say that you've written rom-coms before, it's funny because now I'm like looking at this. I'm like, if this went in a completely different way, it could have been a rom-com, right? Right. And I wanted it to be fun. I mean, I wanted you to sort of be, you know, worried about what was really going on and, you know, that you know, threat of death and, you know, those sort of things. But I also wanted parts of it to be just just fun and a little bit, you know, kind of maybe soapy, dramatic, you know. I, just all the things. I just wanted all the things. Well, you got all the things in it. And I think one of the things that you did really well, you know, I know that I'd mentioned you had a very um, appealing main character, but it was very well layered. And you also surrounded her with very interesting characters, too, Um as one might expect in a thriller, especially one about a con artist, not all the people around Evie are who you would think they would be either. Um, what, did all the, did you kind of see everything coming as you were writing it? Did you know who everybody was as they hopped on the page or did anybody sort of pull a fast one on you while you were writing and steal, steal a scene from you and take the book in a different direction? Um, yes. I mean, like, I left myself open, you know, to, to a lot of like left turns. And so, you know, when I started the book, it's sort of like a kind of a, I had a vague idea of where I was going. And then the first time I was like, well, let me, let me write where, how she started. And I couldn't decide if I was actually going to put it in the book or if it was more of like a writing exercise for me to like discover more about my own character. So I, you know, wrote a scene, you know, from Evie's past. And I was like, Oh, I really like that. And I really like what I can get across in these scenes that would work well for the present day. And so then I was like looking for those opportunities, like where do, you know, where could I show something from the past? And then who are the characters in there? And so then it kind of just became like, you know, my first draft I always say is very bare bones, you know, you know, it's the skeletal system. Right. And so you have characters like Devin and you just, just don't know much about him. And then when I kind of go through a second time and I now know the part he's going to play, then we're building the muscle and putting a little of the fat on. Right. And, and then sort of building that, building it up. And then by the time, you know, the third and fourth round, however many rounds you have to go, you know, then I'm able to really kind of really flesh them out because I have, yeah, I, I know what they are, but I don't know what they are at the beginning. I, I have a vague idea. So it, it's a weird process for me, but that's my process. <laughs> So like one of the things that I really like about um, the type of uh, writing that you're talking about is that um, 
basically, you know, it's like you're kind of discovering things as the characters are. And it's funny because, you know, people, I, I've said this a bunch of times on this podcast, like some people call that, you know, like being a plotter or a pantser. I've heard the term discovery writer, which I actually really, really like. I call it MacGyver writer because oh, it's I have never heard that, but I like it. Thank you. So like, yes. the, re the I, so I, I mean, I call it a MacGyver writer because it's like, in my mind, it's like, you're like, you're going along this with your characters and you know, like you said, like, you know, that something's going to happen, you know? So it's like, you have to figure out where the bombs are going to go off yeah. or, you know, that there are bombs that are going to go off, but you're figuring out, like they show up with your character and then you have to figure out how to diffuse them with your character. And yes. That is, uh, you know, again, discovery writer. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what author used that term for me. But it's like, you know, you have, as you said, you have the bones of this story. You have, you know, and you're building up the muscle and the fat. But in order to do it, you sort of have to trust your characters and you have to trust the path that they're going to take you on that are going to lead you through that. And um, I think that's one of the things, one of the reasons I really like thrillers specifically is because you do feel like you're taking that blind step into the world i mean evie is a very streetwise character but she's also in a very dangerous business and you find out um through some of the background stories of previous cons and you know how she got started that she's not one that is going to shy away from making choices that are dangerous, mm -hmm. but she might not always be able to defuse that bomb. You know, I mean, there is always the last, I don't want to say the last lie again, but you know, right. that, la that last step that you might take where everything just explodes and you really have conned for the last time, be it because your mark figures it out or be it because you became overconfident and you thought you had this con artist business down and you're in over your head because the people you right. work for are more dangerous than you thought, or at least you thought right. you could handle. So that's one of the things that I really liked about this story um, was that it really did keep you invested. And she was a really, really good and interesting character. And there are two major events that happen. Again, I don't want to say what they are, <laughs> because they are huge spoilers. The first one that happened was the first time I was like, oh wait, this is going in a different direction. I love it. And then another thing happens. And then I was yes. like, but what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And it was it was, it was, was fun. Um, I mean, so are you yourself a thriller reader? I am. And I, I like to read lots of things. And I, you know, I, people have asked me like, what did I grow up reading? And I laugh and I say, mom, you know, I was a big reader and, and my mother was too. And so growing up in high school and I'm going to age myself, but you know, it's not like you had all the streaming and all the TV stuff. So she had, you know, a full bookcase and she had, it was either romance books or they were thrillers. And so I'm like, well, what are we doing today? Are we killing somebody? Are we falling in love? And so I think that's why I always have a little mix of both of those. Like all of my thrillers still have just a bit of the romantic element. And even my rom-coms, I think, have that edge of your seat, hopefully, thriller feeling. And because I grew up sort of on both, and I do love both. And I, I love I love pretty much anything. I don't like straight up, like, 
horror because I will convince myself that that will happen to me and then I won't sleep for three days. So, but you know, I like, I like pretty much everything. I really do like everything, but I am definitely drawn more towards the thrillers. So, um, I mean, this story in general, did you become very attached to Evie as it went on? It's, um, you know, when you have someone who's a grifter like she is, it always amazes me how you can become attached to them. Because when you read them, you realize that they don't really become attached to life. You know, that's, I mean, becoming attached to anything is pretty much how you end your career and end up in, you right. know, a Jane Doe in a ditch. Um, right. Did you find yourself becoming attached to her and also her, you know, sort of um, background friends? I mean, you mentioned Devin, there's Devin, there's George, and there's a few other people who mm -hmm. pop in and out. Her boss is this mysterious figure named Mr. Smith. Yeah. Right. Um, you had some yeah, no, asides yeah. about that, too, by the way. Um, yes. Yeah. She was... Um... Yeah, it was easy to get attached to her. And, you know, like you said, you can't really make friends in this kind of business, but it's like all she really wants is a family. Like she is trying to build this group that she can trust and her people. And, and you know, it's a made family, not, not sort of the family you're born into, but the family you choose. And which is very hard to do when you're in, you know, this illegal lifestyle and you're moving around and you're constantly changing who you are. And so who can you really trust? And so that is the main thing I think she struggles with is, you know, not really being able to be who she is, but still wanting, craving that, those connections. She has, I don't want to call it a foolish connection, but, you know, she does have this connection to the life that she left behind. Mm -hmm. um, she ended up in this particular career because she was really good at a thing that helped her sort of cope with some things that were not good in her life um, right. and, you know, got her ahead and she was recognized for it. So, you know, the thing that I found very interesting is for a character who spent so much time working on being other people, she did still have that connection to the person who she was when she was younger. And, right. um, you know, I, I liked, I liked that. And I liked reading about, younger um evie right well you know it i liked you know being able to show like it wasn't it wasn't a choice it was sort of like um it was a desperation that that put her to the life of crime but then i also really liked the idea that she recognized you know i'm good at this and i'm going to be unapologetically good at this and i'm gonna i'm gonna climb my own corporate ladder even if it's Ill an illegal one because i'm good at it and I'm okay being good at it. And and that switch from desperation to owning it um, was kind of fun to get there with her. So what about Ryan? He seems kind of, um, you know, safe at first. Um, mm -hmm. But he's he's definitely got his stuff going on too. Did you always right. know who he was when you started writing this or did you discover no, I, him with, I discovered, I mean, at first he was, you know, I'll say I changed the ending of this seven different times in, in different ways. Like who Mr. Smith ends up being changed a few times. Ryan's role changed several times and who he was. And again, that just comes from, 
kind of getting to know and getting a little bit deeper. But, you know, at first, you know, Ryan was a little bit different, but I was like, okay, he's got to be an equal. He's got to be a match for her. And he cannot be just a total doormat or else you'll just, you just won't care at all. Right. I mean, she's a strong woman. And even though he might not know it at first, he ends up, you know, he, he ends up holding his own. So that, yeah, that sort of had to, had to grow into that with him. What about his friends? Because he has um, he has a um, a group of friends. Uh, only one of them, by the way, that we meet is male. <laughs> he has yes. a bunch of female friends, including yes. Rachel, who is extremely protective over him. And uh, Evie immediately is like, ah, she's the one I need to win over if this is going to work. Right. Yeah. I just, I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, when you're in your mid to late 20s and you are trying, you meet a group that have known each other from birth. I mean, it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, they've gone through school. There's going to be inside jokes you don't know. There's a shared history that you just cannot even begin to understand. And, and those are, those are sort of very tough groups to crack. And, you know, wherever you live in the world, you know, people in a group like that, right? I mean, you know, those tight knit little groups and, and being a very, very outsider, um, you know, I think that was a challenge for her, but I think she, you know, that's what she liked about the job with those kind of challenges. Another thing I kind of was curious about is, um, would you ever return to these characters? Do you have any like future? No, no, I no, <laughs> And I'll tell you why I have tried that. So my first two I books were a duology and um, I found I and then my two rom-coms were companion. So same world, different main characters. I found I I don't really want to go back to the to a world I've already created because for me, the joy in writing is not knowing what the that world is, not knowing what's gonna come and discovering it as I'm writing it. When I have to go back a second time. A lot of that is gone. I mean, I know what this world is. I spent a lot of time there. So a lot of that mystery is gone. And I, it's not the same process for me. And I find it much, much harder um, to, dis to discover those fun things when I'm not surprised by the world. That actually makes a lot of sense when you say it that way. Um, so I, mean, I love reading yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. I will read a 10 series book, whatever. I mean, like, I love it when some, I personally is not my, that's not my bag. I is not, not something I, I'm good at. I'm not good at that going back in. So what are some of your favorite books that have been coming out? recently what do you like to read I know you mentioned I, that you like I know what you mentioned what you like before just in general mm -hmm. but like what is that like what do you like to read now well so I had you know I have a whole stack of stuff I want to read the obviously last couple of weeks have been a little bit crazy so I've not had a lot of time to read I have read a couple of things that will be coming out um so I read one book for a blurb it was amazing it Kara Thomas's um book called Lost to Dune Road was amazing. It was one of those. I was like, let me, let me start this. You know, I'm got a lot to do, but let me start it. And I think I stayed up till three o'clock that morning and finished it almost in one sitting. Um, Megan Miranda, it's a good friend of mine. El Cosman is a good friend of mine. They both have books coming out that I, you know, looking forward to. And I just got a, um, 
was at Megan's last week and I was there when her ARCs came in, her early copies came in for Daughter of Mine. So I got to snag one of those and I'm loving, loving, loving it. It comes out in April. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I, where I am right now. I was going to say, I'm waiting for that Megan Miranda book to come out too. You're, you're going to love it. It's, it's really good. It's really good. Well, this was super, super fun. Again, this is like one of those books that, um, you know, I, when I, when I want to ask you questions, I'm just worried that it's going to give something away it, it's it is very hard to talk about because um of that and it does make it a challenge so yes that's what I've learned in those last couple of weeks when people ask me and it's like a very cautious answer you know but you know but at the same time I mean okay so your book was it picked for Reese's book club it's a book club, this January Reese's book club pick. And then we were a, a main selection for book of the month. So it's been a wild ride. So how did, how do, um? because I've always been curious about book of the month. How do they curate that? And you must have been super excited when you, when you heard that, because I'm kind yeah, of yeah. a book of the month fangirl myself. Yes. No, that was amazing. So we had, we found out about Reese in October, which I was like blown away. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then they came, I think in November with book of the month. And I was like, wait, I, I can have both. Like, I didn't know you could get both things. And so that was like the cherry on top of the already amazing Sunday. So I, I have a great team at my publisher. I'm pretty sure they submitted me for everything. So I'm, I guess that's how you get on their radar to, to begin with. Um, I don't know. That's sort of the magic that happens behind the curtain. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It was just other than I know I have a great team behind me. I'm sure that's, that's how that happened. Well, thank you so much. This was super, super fun. Um, please check out the first lie win. <laughs> I almost yes. looked at my notes again and said the last lie. <laughs> no, that first. that'll be the next book. Last lie wins. That'll it's be the next. Except it's not because you're not going to revisit. I'm it's not going to read. It'll be totally different. Totally new people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Totally new people. New lies. Are you going to? Yes. Are you actually? Are you looking to write another thriller um, anytime soon? I I am at the very beginning fun stage where I have an idea. It is still adult, still a thriller, and I am. Um, I'm sort of letting that marinate a bit sort of, you know, thinking about it. I will see. I'm hopeful. It's, you know, hopeful, hopeful. Are you looking, are you writing any YA at the moment as well? I'm not, I am. No. And I don't do that. I don't, it's one or the other. Like I'm a, I'm only working on one book at you a time. Can't, you can't be in two different headspaces is what no. you're saying. No, 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 no. I am. I am. When I'm on one, I'm on one. And that is the one I'm on. Well, again, First Lie Wins was a lot of fun. Um, it is in Reese's Book Club. It's Book of the Month. And it's in your library. And yeah. we already have a million holds on it. Uh, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, for real. Like, it's definitely one of those books that's on the whole shelf constantly. So oh um, why don't you listeners put it on your whole shelf or just pick it up from wherever you get your books? Um, yes. <laughs> this was Jessica with Syosset Libraries Turn the Page podcast. My guest today was Ashley Elston, author of First Law Wins. Author of First Lie Wins. And we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode. Thank you.